Welcome to our podcast, Bible Lessons for a Christian Life, hosted by TNW Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Please stay tuned after our lesson for information on how to contact us. In this week's podcast, we'd like to continue our discussion on the fruit of the Spirit. If you return to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. In our prior podcast, we discussed the Spirit and how the Spirit was sent back to the earth once Jesus was crucified to be a comforter to us, and that that Spirit would then indwell within us, and we would have that ability to have Him be with us forever. And part of this discussion that I want to move forward is that fruit of the Spirit If the Spirit is living within us, then what should be producing out of us? The first in this list is love. And I believe in my whole heart that love is listed first because it is the most important fruit that we should produce in our lives. And let me explain a little bit about what it says here in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. It says the fruit of the Spirit, and this fruit is singular, not plural. Many people get confused and call it the fruits of the Spirit, and we have songs and things of that nature that may reference it that way as well. But I want to be very clear that the KJV version does specify that this is fruit in the singular form. And I want to talk about that for just a moment because there is different aspects to this fruit. I want you to think for a moment that you may have an apple in your hand. If you look at this apple, you can see the outside, which is the peel. You can also see the stem. If you cut it open, then you see the flesh of the fruit inside. You also will see seeds and you'll see a core to it. There are many different aspects to the fruit but it is all one fruit so the fruit of the spirit here in Galatians there's many different aspects to that fruit that you should bear but it is all the same fruit because it is the fruit of the spirit the spirit that lives within you so again going back to the very first one in the list the very first aspect of that fruit is love and as I said I believe that is the most important one that we need to focus on because love is the foundation for the spirit. I want to start our discussion in this podcast about what is love and establishing what initially the biblical description of love is and lay the foundation for that in this podcast. First of all, in 1 John chapter 4, starting at verse 7, we read, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. In this scripture, in this scripture, he tells us that love is of God. And if we go on with verse 8, it says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So I want to lay out for you that the first foundation of love is that love is God because God is love. And it goes on to say, in this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And this is referencing back to what we know as John 3.16. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God, first and foremost, loved us so much that he sent his Son to die for us. And that's what this is saying here in First John. It wasn't that we loved him, because let me tell you, when you are in sin, you have no love for God. When God doesn't live in you, then you have no love in turn for him. We were in sin. We were sinners. We could have cared less whether we followed God or not. We only wanted to please ourselves. God looked down through time and saw us here in our sinful state and said, you know what? I love them so much that I will send my son to save them. Even when they don't love me, I love them. And it goes on to say, verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And here is one of the key takeaways from this chapter is, if God loved us enough when we were unlovable, and you think back, take just a moment and really think about a time in your life when you were unlovable. I can think of a time when I was deep in the throes of alcohol and alcoholism that all I ever wanted was to have that next drink and get that next buzz and feel that next euphoric feeling. I would turn my back on everything good in my life for a drink of alcohol. That was a time in which I was unlovable. And here it says that God loved me even in that state. And if he loved me when I was unlovable, well, then I should be able to turn around and love those that are also in that state. It goes on to say in verse 13, Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And that's where we're talking about today. That love that comes out of us when we follow Christ, is the spirit of him that dwells in us. That spirit loves every man. Now, let me just stipulate here. We are being commanded to love each other, but that does not mean we have to love or condone what others do. We need to love the person but we don't have to love the sin that they may be living in. And it goes on to verse 14 and says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. Again, he is saying it here. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. If we live our life in love, then we dwell in God and God dwells in us. Verse 17, it says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. And verse 19 says, We love him because he first loved us. And that is so very true. He loved us when we are unlovable. And I want to tell you today, if you feel you are unlovable, God still loves you. And that is the foundation for the fruit of the Spirit. God is love. And he loved us when we couldn't even love ourselves sometimes. 
The next foundation related to love that I would like to establish is love is commanded. And this last set of scriptures that we just read in 1 John was starting to allude to that, that we should love our brother if God loved us. And I wanted to go to Mark chapter 12 and starting at verse 28. And it says, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And Jesus says here, there's two commandments. And I want to take you back. I know most everybody is familiar with the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not do that. We are very familiar with those. We've learned those as we've grown up. And Jesus isn't saying that those are no longer. He is condensing those commandments essentially into two commandments here. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. If you do those two things, you have fulfilled all of those Ten Commandments. It encompasses all of that. And that's what he's saying here. You love God with everything you have, and then after you've loved God, love your neighbor. He's commanding us to love those that are around us because he is love. If the spirit dwell within us, then the fruit will produce out of us and that fruit will be love. He goes on in verse 32 and says, And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any questions. Once you get the understanding and the revelation that I love God and I love those around us, as Jesus said here, you are not far from the kingdom. That means the spirit is indwelling in you. The next foundation I'd like to share with you on love is that love fulfills the law. And I'd like to start out in Romans chapter 13, starting at verse 8. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. And the law essentially is what we had just spoken about back in Mark. That love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And it goes on in verse 9, it says, For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Just as we spoke moments ago, we fulfill the whole law just by loving each other. This world would do so much better if people would just love each other. Like I said, you do not have to love the things they are doing. You do not have to condone the life a person is leading. But if you would just love them, love the person instead of backbiting, instead of lying, stealing, gossiping, doing all these things that the world does, then you've fulfilled the law and the spirit dwells in you. And that spirit is God because God is love. 
If we go on to James chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. How much more plainly could it be put that if you love your neighbor, you do good? That's a pretty simple explanation of how we should act. If we go on to 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 22, it says, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. And what does that mean? That means that we have allowed the Spirit to rise up within us and we have loved each other with a love that asks for nothing in return and that we've loved one another with a pure and fervent heart that no matter what that person does in their life, that we are going to love them anyway. It goes on to say in verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. And the word is God and God is love. And if we allow that spirit to rise up within us, we will love man and never ask for anything in return. Just as God loved us without ever asking it for anything in return of us. And the last foundation of love that I wanted to share with you is in John chapter 13, starting at verse 34, where Jesus says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. And if you look at that verse there, he repeated that ye love one another twice. And he goes on in verse 35 and says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. It is so very important to show love to others because that is how the light of Christ is shown forth into a dark world. And the only way people are going to know that you are a follower of God or you are a disciple, as it says here in this scripture, is that you show the fruit of the Spirit out of your life. And as I believe the most important fruit that we should be producing is love, I've just shown you many scriptures throughout the New Testament that shows that we should have love one for another. That is so very important because that love one to another will show others that we also love God and that God loves us and dwells within us. As I close out this podcast today, I wanted to leave you with the greatest example I could imagine of love, and that is Jesus Christ himself. And if we go over to John chapter 15 and start at verse 12, Jesus says, This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, 
and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. And what a better promise than this, that Jesus Christ here is explaining to his disciples, which we now know took place later on. He said, Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay his life down for his friend. I know I have read many a news articles where someone has laid their life down or stepped into the line of fire for a friend just to protect that friend. Well, Jesus Christ did that same thing for us when he went to the cross. He did not call us a servant. You know, a servant works for someone else. They are under bondage to them. He did not call us a servant. He calls us friend. And he told us that no greater love, absolutely no greater love does anyone have than they would lay their life down. And you know what? Jesus Christ, he willingly went to the cross for you because he loved you that much. He spread his arms out on that cross. He had nails driven into his hands and his feet, a crown of thorns pushed on his head, and he hung there because he loved you. Well, if he loved you that much and was willing to go through all that suffering for you, how difficult can it be to love your fellow man? Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or other podcasts, or to access our written Bible study notes, please visit our website at www.tnwministries.com. You may also contact us via email at tnwministries at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.